Welcome to the All Purpose Logistics Podcast. This is your host, Adrian Pridgen. And I'm checking in for the first time, man. I want everybody to know that uh, I'm new to this podcast thing, but I'm going to try my best to, I guess, keep it interesting long enough for you guys to listen. I'm currently traveling um, on my way to Phoenix, Arizona. I'm in the no- well, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I'm in Oklahoma. If any of you people are familiar with it, uh, kind of reminds me of a lot of parts of South Georgia. Not quite as hilly, of course, but kind of desolate. And I'm not hating on anybody because uh, I'm from South Georgia, so I guess that's okay for me to rag on it. If that's what you want to consider it. Anyway, I'm not really sure how long podcasts last or anything. I'm really kind of trying something here and hoping that it works out. I'm really, really interested in the subject of logistics, Um, trucking specifically, but I'm not limited to it. Um, I am interested in the warehousing market sector, uh, operations, and definitely freight. Freight is a big thing. It kind of drives all of this industry. So I'm going to be looking into some of those things. Um, hopefully down the line, we'll be taking some really, really deep insights or into this industry and how it affects us from many perspectives, um, from the normal consumer to shippers to receivers to truckers to freight dispatchers, freight brokers, you know, all aspects of the industry, and I just plan on, you know, just kind of surveying the land and giving the best report that I can, and hopefully I'll get better as we go along, and maybe in time, you know, you guys will start respecting or at least give me some pointers on how to make it better. Okay. Uh, Well, I guess uh, this podcast thing is not as easy as I thought because I guess it's more important not to stop talking. That kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, It would be really nice to have somebody to bounce some things off of, but unfortunately I don't have that right now. So I'm just going to have to go about this thing the best way I know. And uh, I guess this is the time where, because I don't want to have to do a lot of editing you guys, I, I really don't. I want to just kind of be able to flow through this thing. And, hey, maybe it's impossible, but I'm going to give it the old college try. And uh, hopefully it'll work out for the best. Now, for the first episode, I guess it's a good idea to kind of introduce myself. Like I said, my name is Adrian. Adrian Pridgen. I'm from Tifton, Georgia, originally. And... Uh, I lived in Atlanta for about 10 years, and I moved back to Tifton, Georgia. I have two kids, three kids, sorry, uh, twin girls, and a son and a wife. And I have a lot of family, lots and lots of family. But um, I don't think this is a really a personal thing, so I'll go ahead and start talking about my professional and business background um 
as far as the logistics industry is concerned, I got into it from my dad, who was a trucker, and he brokered his own loads. I mean, he did that up until the point that he died, and he encouraged me to get my license, and I did. After going on a few trips with him and, you know, kind of checking out how things were going on, and I kind of liked it, and, excuse me, uh, that's not good. Anyway, I kind of like what was going on. And, of course, there were some things that I didn't like. But uh, once I got into trucking on my own, the good kind of outweighed the bad. And I don't really mind driving. I know some people hate it. Um, I'm not one of those people. I'm not absolutely in love with it. But I, I stomach it pretty well. I don't really have a problem with it. It's, it's a pretty good job. And pretty good business for the most part, you know. So um, I've been driving kind of off and on ever since then, but more off up until uh, I guess it was uh, 2016, 17 maybe. I got back into the truck and I started uh, hot shotting actually, hauling cars. Kind of going back and forth with that for a little while. And from there, I I got back into the big truck. And I've been trucking ever since. And uh, I started my company back in 2017. Well, well, that's a whole nother story we'll get into down the line. But um, the company that I have right now, I started actually last year in April. 2019 and I'm coming up on a year and it's been a few ups and downs but um, I'm still in business and uh, yeah it's working out pretty good um I don't really know exactly uh, what it is that people do with podcasts when they actually like them and I don't even know if anyone's gonna ever hear this but just in case um I really want to thank you guys again for making it this far with me because this is my first very first episode and I don't know a lot about exactly what I'm doing so I'm just gonna provide as much information that I think you guys would be interested in and you know kind of hearing me out I'm definitely interested in the type of things that you know listeners want to hear about but for now all I have to go on is you know some of the things that I'm interested in as far as the industry is concerned and uh, I guess what I think that you guys would want to hear I mean that's just all I got right now I mean it's not like I haven't done any research but as far as a podcast concerned, I, I think this is one of those things where, for me anyway, that you just got to jump in there and start getting some stuff done and kind of go from there. So that's that's what I'm doing. And I'm hoping it works out and, you know, you guys don't hate me and no one ever checks it out. But, I mean, that's the case. It's just an opportunity for me to get better at it and try it again. So with that being said, um, I've been trucking well, I've had my license for over 10 years now, and I'd say that uh, the past 
four years, I've really been hitting it hard. Um, at this particular time, um, I'm a lease operator, uh, not a lease purchase, which is different because uh, I'm never actually going to own this truck. You know, unless I lease it long enough as to where uh, the guy that I'm leasing it from, like, hey, man, you know, he gives me a deal on it. But usually by that time, he's getting rid of the truck for a newer one. And um, maybe at that point I could buy it from him, but I'm not that far in the game yet. Right now, I'm just, you know, I lease the truck from him and uh, I do all my trucking. And I guess uh, there are pros and cons to that. We can get into that right now. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Uh, I guess I'll start with the cons. Uh, the biggest disadvantage, I would think, would be I spend a little more money because I'm under someone else's MC number, um, someone else's insurance, and, of course... I'm paying someone else who's actually paying for their truck. And all of those things could actually save me money if I was to be doing that by myself. So that's definitely a con. Anytime you can do something different within the same sector and save money is, uh, I guess you can look at it as an opportunity cost or a flat-out loss. I'm not really sure how you exactly label it. Maybe somebody can kick in on that one day and let me know exactly how that works. But, uh, yeah, um, I could save some money by having my own MC number and my own insurance number and my own truck and trailer. Um, I definitely get a higher percentage of the load. And I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, that would save me a substantial amount of money over the course of a year. So that's a con. Um, another con. Uh, yeah, the fact that I don't do those things, it doesn't allow me to, uh, I guess it doesn't allow me to show how much I'm actually earning in revenue. Because a lot of those funds don't, they're not, uh, I guess, the transactions are not showing up into my business bank account. Um, basically, the only thing that hits that is profit. And, I mean, it's a good thing that, you know, the money that does hit it is profit and not a lot of it is coming out of the business. But... Um, when it comes to building business credit and, you know, establishing a strong relationship with banks, you want as many funds hitting that account as possible. And um, most, I guess, well, maybe not most, but a, a substantial amount of money never even sees the account because I'm paying for all of these services prior to receiving any money. And that's another con. Um, as far as build, building business credit and building relationships with banks. And um, I guess prospective lenders as well, because they look at your bank statements. They don't 
go off what you say you're doing. So that's another con. Um, let me see. Uh, what are any other cons? Well, yeah, uh, another con, of course, is I don't have complete control of my company as far as um, exactly what I'm doing. As a result of the fact that I'm contracted with another company in order to make my money. And the good thing about the company that I work with now is uh, they're a pretty good company. And that factor hasn't affected me as much as it has in the past. Um, I have did a lease purchase before. I've actually tried it several times and it hasn't quite worked out for me yet um, which is probably part of the reason why I, uh, I'm just leasing right now and and it's not that uh, I don't recommend it because there are a few situations where I would highly recommend it so um, it's not that it's just that it just hasn't worked out for me and um you know maybe down the line in the podcast we'll we'll get to where uh i can probably explain that a little better for you but for now i'll just leave it there and say that uh you know uh lease purchases for some it's not for everybody i i'm not gonna say that it's not for me because uh i i do a lease purchase with this company it's just not offered right now and i don't know if it will be down the line but uh um Hasn't worked out everywhere I've been. So, uh, maybe it's just me. I got bad luck. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's, I guess that's another con. Now, unless I think of another con, I'm going to move over to the pros. And the pros are, well, the biggest one I think is, and I'm, Shot in the dark here. Hope you guys can kind of follow me here. Is but the biggest one to me is liability. Um, as far as a business is concerned, um, the fact that I'm not liable for a lot of these things is uh, it's a good thing for me. I mean, as far as burden and possible litigation, God forbid. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm totally free from it, but the ramifications of it aren't going to be the same for me as it would be for the actual owner of the equipment or primarily the MC number of the company that I'm working with, that I'm using. And of course, if that was me in that position, then my company would be more liable for things that are happening with my equipment. So, you know, I'm not just trying to say that, you know, in so many words, I can do some crazy stuff or have a really, really bad accident or whatever the case, something, you know, that could be detrimental to a company and it's not going to affect me. It would affect, you know, the other person or, or the owner in this case uh they'd be liable for it and i'd probably just if it worst case scenario you know lose my job 
which I got to look at that differently as well because it's not actually losing a job for me. I just kind of void the contract maybe because uh, it's a contractual thing and not an actual employment employee type of deal. Um, we have an agreement and, um, you know, they pay my company and I actually work for my company, which is cool. It's kind of cool being self-employed. Uh, I always wanted to have my own business because I always wanted to be manager. I don't know how many people are out there like that. Uh, I always wanted to be manager, but, uh, no one would ever let me. So guess what? In my company, I can be manager, and I like that. I like that a lot. So, you know, uh, I'm going to manage my company. Uh, going to, well, man, I do everything for this company. I run the books. Uh, I'm also the only employee at this particular time, primarily because uh, I can't afford to pay anybody else. But um, I can say the company is successful. Um, it's not easy to be in business for almost a year with, I mean, the trucking business, especially, uh, yeah, the trucking business, hauling things without an actual truck. I'm almost a year old. Uh, that's pretty good, you know. At least I think so. I mean, there are a lot of people now that are doing much, much better than me. I mean, I, I know guys that have a fleet of trucks and um, I'm not quite there yet. I don't own a single asset as far as a logistics company. Um, some intellectual property, but that doesn't really help, you know, the business per se as far as uh, moving any freight from here to there. And that's my primary focus. Um, of course, I want to take care of the customers and that's my main goal now um, I guess I want to get into a few things here about uh, the check the logistics industry uh, freight movement and it comes in various forms so I'm gonna try and limit it at this particular point to uh, the trucking industry and um, I guess uh, I have to give out some facts about that um, they have several types of freight uh, got the drayage which is uh, containers you see them on the ports and uh, those guys it's always in a hurry going back and forth they run over us other truckers man if they can they they always in a hurry I suggest you guys if you know anything about these guys on the highway you get out of their way because uh, they're really trying to get somewhere. So, yeah, I I pay attention to them. But uh, anyway, you got you got the container uh, industry. You know, a lot of guys travel from uh, docks to docks, ports to port. I would say rather. Um, I've never actually did that, but I know it's a large industry. I heard that uh, that's what saved JB Hunt. A while back here when uh, they weren't doing so well with the other types of freight um, primarily the dry van freight which is the 
trailer, the type of trailer that most of you guys think about when you think about trucking. Um, call them dry van uh, trailers with look like a regular rectangle box. Uh, got doors on them that close and open. As opposed to uh, a flatbed, which has no doors. Except for what they call, I think they're called Conestokas. Uh, they, it's pretty much like a flatbed, except for instead of tarping it and stuff, you got these, uh, you got the outline of a dry van trailer, but it actually opens and closes where they can put freight inside like they would on a regular fork, uh, flatbed. <coughs> Excuse me, but, uh, they put the freight in like a regular flatbed, but guys are able to actually cover up the freight once it's loaded and stuff and without all the tarping I mean you still have to strap it down and chain it down but you don't have to necessarily uh you don't have to necessarily uh well you don't you don't tarp it all anymore that's the biggest thing about now um I guess the only well the biggest difference between them is some things that kind of may hang off of the trailer you might not be able to get with those like you would with a regular flatbed i know uh i did flatbedding for about a year maybe a year and a half or so somewhere up in there and uh a lot of times where you get stuff like rebar or uh some pipes they hang over the back of the trailer yeah you have to get permits for it but you know you can you can legally haul that with no problem and I don't know if you can do that with those uh kind of stokers like that. Uh I could be wrong about this because I never had one, but I I do know that most of the time when you see them, you know, they're completely closed off and whether they're loaded or empty, it just looks like the same to me. They got the curtains closed on them. And I seen one get loaded before, well, a couple of times, but it was lumber, and lumber usually doesn't hang off the truck any. I mean, at least in my uh, history with it, um, lumber's on the on the trailer. Uh, I never, I don't think I've ever had it just really hanging off like that. And um, a lot of times you have to tarp it, so that kind of stuff is really good for that. Save you a lot of trouble, man dead heat in the summertime that's hard work man i promise you oh i don't miss those days i'm back to the dry van now and i've been traveling all over uh, did a lot of work in the northeast and uh of course the midwest it seems like the trucking bread basket there that midwest area and uh well, I'm headed out west now, which I haven't been in a while, but, well, prior to this week, because uh, I've been to Colorado this week a couple of times, and that's far, that's as far north as I've been, I think, this year. Not that I mind, though, you know, I get into my zones where uh, it feels real good, you know, to travel around and see some things that I haven't saw at all before, or haven't seen in a while the only thing 
that I don't enjoy about it is the fact that no one wants to drive in snow. I just, I don't, I don't want to do that. So, uh, I, I can't say that I miss driving in snow. And it snowed Sunday, but the good thing about it was I didn't have to drive in it. So, no harm, no foul. It's, it's nice as long as I don't have to do anything. Yeah, snow's a beautiful thing. Uh, and I know you, some of you people that live in these snowy areas, uh, you might think I'm crazy. But, I mean, being from South Georgia, we really don't see it much. So, I mean, it's very, very rare. So, snow is cool in my book. Just not too much of it. Uh, okay, I digress. Uh, anyway, um, with the logistics, you know, I was naming the types of trailers uh you got hopper trucks that are really popular down where i'm from you know for peanuts and um with us pecans and no no not necessarily pecans peanuts and what else would, would be in there uh i don't know maybe they would pe put pecans in there no nah, i don't think so i don't think so i don't think think they have enough um well Hopper trucks, maybe peas or something like that. Uh, anyway, a lot of agricultural stuff. Let's put it like that. I, I know peanuts are really popular um, down in South Georgia. They, they do a lot of that. And um, let's see, you got the hopper truck. Oh, tankers, of course. They haul stuff like uh, milk. Um, Fuel is probably the most popular thing. Uh, my daddy called them rolling bombs. The guys in those tankers told me he'd never drive one. So it kind of stirred me away from that, you know. Not that I'm actually, like, really scared to do it. It's just, you know, once you hear something like that, I mean, it's not something that you gravitate towards. Unless, you know, you got some things going on where you like that adrenaline rush. I'm, not one of those people. I like to play it safe when I know better. I do better. So, uh, never did that kind of work. Now, I got my tankers, though, and, and my hazmat, so I got all the endorsements, and I got a Twit card, so I could pretty much haul anything. Um, you know, general things, anyway. I'm not specialized to the point to where I can haul that freight that's super super long or super super heavy or uh super super disproportionate in any way i don't have any kind of special licenses to do that um i have did some heavy hauling and it, it does require a little more expertise than the average trucking that's done knowing the flatbed world uh uh oh yeah which leads me to the next type of trailer there's a, a step deck and uh instead of like a normal skateboard like the flatbed uh as far as looks are concerned uh, as far as far as looks are concerned uh the skate the skateboard type style is like what you would call a regular flatbed whereas the step deck uh it has an upper level of about I guess about six feet maybe uh six to twelve feet 
let's let's just say that I it said the first part of the the truck. I mean, the first part of the trailer, like right behind the truck, kind of sits up, and then it takes a step down, probably about two to three feet, maybe down, and then there's the rest of the trailer. Um, hence why they call it a step deck because it's a step down from where the trailer initially starts and uh that paid a little more than the regular uh the regular flatbed but it was also harder to find freight sometimes for that but um i did pretty good with the step deck uh, it wasn't it wasn't a bad deal at all and yeah um kind of leads me to my next point uh that's where I first started hauling some heavy stuff with the step deck. Um, but what they call uh, RTG is the next thing. Uh, a lot of people call them low boys and the like. They have a lot of different variations of it. But uh, these are the type of trailers that are really, really low to the ground. Um, they're specialization usually is for heavy hauling you'll see a lot of oversized tractors or you know lots of things that are uh over dimensional and it pays uh more money than pretty much uh all the rest of the trailers that i mentioned so far um yeah i think it's because of the expertise that's required to uh, haul a lot of the equipment and uh, a lot of the freight that's hauled around on those RTGs. Is it RT? Oh my God! It's not RTGs. It's RGNs. Excuse me. Uh, my bad. Removable gooseneck is what that stands for. Uh, yeah, and. They're really low off the ground. A lot of times you'll see them, you'll think they're about to scrape the ground, but um, those guys are really careful about what they do. And for the most part, that doesn't happen. But uh, removable goosenecks, RTGs, is another type of freight. I mean, another type of trailer that you have. And uh, I have one more, and I'm going to round it out here. Uh, another popular trailer is uh well well before I go there I'll make an addition to the dry van um, because it's the same type of trailer but there's a difference um, you have the reefer and it is a dry van that has uh, what they I guess you call it a motor or I guess some somewhat like an air conditioner in the front of it that keeps the trailer cold and this is where they haul around a lot of your frozen foods and um, anything that has to be temperature controlled as far as keeping it cool. They do those in uh, the reefer units. And uh, that freight pays a little more, of course, because of uh, the specialized equipment that's required to haul the freight. Uh, you have to definitely... Uh, you have to definitely have a reefer truck in order to haul frozen food. 
mean, it may look like a regular dry van, but it's not dry, it's wet, which is, I guess, why they call the dry vans dry vans, because, you know, they're not wet from having to keep things cold, and, uh, you know, those uh, reefer units, you might see water running out of them after they've cut that reefer unit off and they've gotten empty. And uh, the good thing about the reefer units is you can haul dry van freight. So a lot of guys, when they get their own trailers, they'll get the, the reefer units because they have access to actually run dry van freight. But they can also uh, run that reefer unit. And uh, yeah, that's that's always uh, an, a good option, you know, to have the, you know options to do more things than what you can. So uh, I'm glad I thought about that. Have the reefer unit. That's another type of trailer, which is not in form or anything, but that that's definitely another type because um, can't this where well, you can't do. Uh, in a dry van, which you can do in a reefer unit. So that's another uh, type of trailer. And last but not least that I can think about right now, you've got the car hauler. And um, they range anywhere from three cars, I'd say, with the wedge. And that's what I was um, hauling. Well, that's the type of trailer I had for when I was hauling in the dually the three car wedge and it goes all the way up to uh the the big boys would get up to nine cars on there i think i've actually seen one trailer that would haul 10 and you know that's a lot of cars and i know a lot of work I'm not sure by experience how much work but i know just going to some of those places to pick up cars, man, like the Mannheims or what have you. I used to have a time, man, rounding up three cars, so I can only imagine what a guy does to round up nine or ten. I mean, the only good thing I would say about that is if he got them all at one place and was dropping them all at one place, that's got to be pretty sweet for the most part. Um, a lot of the stuff I was doing was an area type thing i'd grab cars going pretty much close to the same area but it was rare that you know at least on my return trip that i would uh take them all to one place so yeah that, that car hauler comes with a little work i mean just like the the flatbed and the step deck and the kind of stovers i mean i i did a lot of loads where I had to chain up stuff and then sometimes you have to chain and you have to tarp so you know I guess that's why the freight plays a little better yeah that's exactly why freight plays a little better because in the, uh, the driving what I'm driving in you know the reefer units and the hoppers and a lot of that you know that's pretty much no touch freight for the most part, you know, you just swing the doors open or um, open the bottom of the hopper and let it let it do what it does. You know, from there you can kind of sit in the truck or whatever because um, 
there's nothing for you to do as a driver. But uh, that tarping and strapping down those cars, uh, it's a little different. It require a lot more equipment and uh, a lot more work. I, I stayed in pretty decent shape when I was flatbedding because I was trying to go ahead and do my job so I could get it over with and get to the actual driving part. So it wasn't always easy with that. Anyway, um, I think I kind of covered all the types of trailers that you use in trucking. Um, I don't know. Uh, it might be a good time to round out my first episode. I don't know how long I've been talking here, and I don't know what the proper length is. I didn't even know I could talk this long. But, um... Yeah, I think this is a good point for my first episode, you know, to kind of wrap things up. Uh, maybe I have to re-record this one or something. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll get someone's opinion on it before I release it. But uh, I'm really thinking about just going with it because one thing about it, um, I got to have somewhere to, to grow from. I mean, if this is my best podcast, the very first one, I don't know if I'm going to be very successful if I, if I don't just get better from here. So... I think I'm going to go ahead and release it, but for, for uh, anyone that stuck around to the end, I definitely thank you for uh, listening to the very, the very first all-purpose logistics podcast with your host, Adrian Pridgen. There were no guests today, no guest appearances, or I uh, really didn't have a really good format for the most part, but uh, I, I tried to give out crisp, concise information and um hopefully you guys try me again and come back um i'm gonna actually think of some ideas to present on the very next podcast i just want to see how this thing would come out if i actually tried it so uh, once again thank you guys for listening and uh look forward to growing with you guys and hopefully uh i can grow with some of you guys whoever have podcasts or anything and Learn a thing or two about this business here. And, yeah, I look forward to building a relationship with you. And um, I thank you again. I'm so grateful if anybody made it here because I know I'm not the most interesting man in the world. And logistics isn't the most interesting subject. So, yeah, uh, thanks again. And uh see you guys on the next episode. Um, this is the end of episode one. Thank you for coming out. And we'll talk with you again, guys.